up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this is This Is Pro Wrestling. And this is the Fast Count, where we're going to go over all the news you need to know for Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. Sorry, I'm going to try to start getting these out in the morning, but I have failed. But there is another project we're working on, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But for now, let's dive into the news, starting with the top five things you need to know coming out of WWE's Monday Night Raw. Now, I know a lot of you don't have enough time to watch Monday Night Raw, and I'm not even going to give you all of a recap anymore. We're just going to dive into the top five things that are important that happened on Monday Night Raw so that you can stay in the loop. Number one, yes, The Miz is still the WWE Champion. No, it's not looking like it'll be for much longer. The Miz came out to brag on this episode. That's how the show started out, but it was cut short by an interruption from MVP and Bobby Lashley, where it was revealed that part of the reason Lashley attacked Drew McIntyre was he was promised a title shot once Miz won. Miz, of course, tried to back out of this, but was given an ultimatum by Lashley on making things right. This let Miz dance around the issue, but he danced right into Braun Strowman, who wanted his own title shot. Luckily for everybody, though, Shane McMahon showed up later in the show to announce that at the end of the show, in the main event, Lashley would face Braun Strowman, and if Lashley won, he would get his one-on-one match with The Miz next week, and if Strowman won, that match would become a three-way. Number two, there is nobody in the WWE more on fire than Bobby Lashley right now. And yes, I know that sounds silly to say that given on Sunday he was the U.S. champion and now he's not. But hear me out. He didn't lose the title. Riddle won the title. And I hate that phrasing. I hate the stuff about like how the champion doesn't even have to lose. So you can complain all day about three-way matches and booking decisions and all of that. At the end of the day, the point is still, it looks like on Monday Night Raw, nobody is even close to touching Bobby Lashley. Even in the main event of Monday Night Raw, although it was a hell of a hoss fight, Lashley still had Strowman's number and was able to put him down, however close it may have been, with a one, two, three. Considering afterwards, he even continued to take down Strowman and then dismantle him and put him in the hurt lock. That's the most anybody has had on Strowman in a long time. And The Miz is now going to be in a one-on-one match with Lashley next week, and he seems like a sitting duck. Lashley is on fire. I don't see that stopping anytime soon. Number three, there are still good matches to be had. Yes, it's Monday Night Raw. And yes, personally, I would tell you that it's probably the worst wrestling show on television right now. It is my least favorite, honestly. But And I'm I, with all the love to WWE and growing up on WWE, but I'm just saying it's the truth. But there are still good matches. And if I had to pick some out, looking at the positive side of things like I want to do, I will tell you this. Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman had a pretty decent, albeit short, big man match. It was fun. It's worth seeing. Jeff Hardy fought Sheamus, and it was actually really good. Riddle defended the U.S. title against Morrison, and I liked it. And although shamefully they only gave this about three to four minutes, AJ Styles defeated Ricochet, but everything about those few minutes left me chomping at the bit for a long-term feud with those two guys. There are lots of talented people on Monday Night Raw. I I just need them to do something better with how the show plays out. Anyway, 
Number four, Charlotte Flair. Yes, the Charlotte, last name Flair, who wears spectacular robes, has a move called the figure eight, struts and woos, and comes out to a variation of the same Strauss theme song. Doesn't want to be known as Ric Flair's daughter, but Charlotte Flair. Okay, I mean, the Lacey Evans thing obviously has affected stuff, and I get what they're going for here, but this... This was a little bit weird. Essentially, Charlotte wants to make a name for herself. I mean, this is like she's not already a Hall of Famer, right? Anyway, maybe this is how they write Rick off TV and, you know, whatever. But please, just make Rick and Charlotte cool again. They had a big, long conversation with the two of them in the backstage area where Charlotte kind of spelled this out for Rick and said she's more concerned with the legacy of the family and he's obsessed with blondes and blah, 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 blah. And Rick tried to explain himself but Charlotte just wants him to go home. At this stage in the game, there is literally nothing you can do that won't make Rick the good guy in any situation. So stop fighting it. Just go with it. Rick is a legend. I mean this respectfully. He's an old man. He's he's Ric Flair and people love him. He is arguably the most beloved figure in pro wrestling right now. Stop swimming upstream, WWE. Just... Let Rick and Charlotte be cool. All right, number five. The Fiend is still out there lurking somewhere. Probably. I don't know. Maybe. But what we do know is that Randy Orton was busy trying to cut a promo, downplaying the fact that The Fiend is supposedly going to come back. And he's blaming his most recent lack of success on Alexa Bliss when all of a sudden he started coughing up black goo and sure this is probably pretty freaky for him or maybe it wasn't i don't know I mean, he's a smoker so anyway what it did do was it managed to remind everybody of two things number one was papa shango and his feud with the ultimate warrior you remember when papa shango and the ultimate warrior feuding and like ultimate warrior was talking on the mic and then all of a sudden he started bleeding black goo down his face i do anyway uh, a lot of people apparently also did, and it was trending on Twitter today, so congrats, Papa Shango, you're trending. And uh, But number two is that The Fiend will probably be back for WrestleMania, and, uh, you know, good. So The Fiend versus Randy Orton seems like a, a given. All right, well, that's the top five things you need to know that happened on Monday Night Raw. Let's head into the rest of the news. By the way, just for anybody wondering, yes, Dave Meltzer was asked on a Q&A and did confirm with the WWE, he says, that the superstars, if you were wondering, can hear the piped-in crowd noise. At first, they couldn't, but it looks like it was suggested that they should be able to, and now they can. So uh, they're not out there just wrestling each other in silence. It's not like the uh, the Ring of Honor tapings where it's like completely silent for those people. Like it's uh, they, they can apparently hear it. So maybe maybe if you at some point in the past cheered on your favorite superstar, they can still hear you right now. Also, still no answers on how the Peacock WWE Network thing is going to work out exactly. Uh, Peacock is going to also have Fastlane as well as the WWE Network. And then somehow by WrestleMania, we're going to be over on Peacock exclusively for WrestleMania. Other details than that, they're not out there. Stay tuned. In a little bit more somber news, Anna Jay was injured in training. And unfortunately, she's not going to be able to compete in the women's title tournament and is going to require shoulder surgery and she's expected to miss six to 12 months of action uh she's being replaced in the tournament by alternate maddie Rinkowski, who is a student and protege of thunder rosa 
Uh, you can watch that tonight on AEW Dark. This is sad news. Uh, Anna did post on Twitter. I'm super upset about this. All I can do now is put in the work to come back stronger. Thanks for all the love and support. Everyone, it means a lot to me. Anna was one of our favorites over here on the This Is Pro Wrestling show. Uh, this this past year, she's been fantastic. Her and Ty Conti, I think, are just like the best woman duo going in wrestling right now. And so it's sad to see this happen, but uh, hopefully she'll be back stronger than ever. And uh, she's got a, you know, just a massive future ahead of her. Uh, also worth noting, Brooke Havoc, uh, who you've also seen on AEW Dark. I think her match will take place tonight on AEW Dark where she gets injured. And unfortunately, she's going to be out a little while too. She is a student at the Nightmare Factory, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, she she's fantastic too. And she's she's got her whole life in front of her so I, I think that you know it's sad that it happened but Brooke is is brilliant and so I think I think both these ladies are going to come back better than ever while we're on the injury subject Hiromu Takahashi is expected to be on the shelf for about six months he tore his left peck uh, New Japan did confirm that injury he was in a match in Kirkenhall on February 19th, and uh, he was uh, undergoing medical evaluation at last report, but now it's been officially released that he has been injured and will require time off. New Japan said that they'll update on his condition as it's available. They've updated cards and that sort of thing. Now, he is the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, so this is obviously a big deal for New Japan. Uh, it's unfortunate, and uh, we'll have to stay tuned to see what happens from here six months out of action. So that's a, that's a bummer. On the other side of that, Samoa Joe is apparently still working on a return to the ring. He had apparently suffered a head injury during the WWE commercial shoot. And uh, he was just recently in an interview with Sportskeeda, and he said, quote, As far as the timetable, no, I don't have an update, but I just want to reassure people that, you know, this point, WWE Medical is doing their best for my health and well-being, and I'm appreciative of it, so we're taking our time. We're making sure that I'm as healthy as I can be, and we are... Yeah, I think that's essentially it. You know, I'm not putting a timetable on it because the type of injury is not something that I want to rush, obviously, for obvious reasons. So um, basically, though, it, it's not that Joe's just out. It's uh, he's, he's working on a return, and we hope to see him soon because I, I do miss Samoa Joe in the ring and, and would love to see him get several more good runs out of him. But, you know, whatever he can do. So uh, we wish him the best. Glad to have him on commentary. Just miss him in the ring. This is courtesy of Mike Johnson over at PW Insider. Vice TV will be airing a special titled Dark Side of the Ring Confidential that's going to feature an overview of past and future episodes of the series, as well as Conrad Thompson interviewing series creators Evan Hunsley and Jason Eisner. The interview was filmed last year at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. The special is slated to debut on March the 9th. So far, the announced things that we've been able to confirm and confirmed with PW Insider is that the there will be an episode on the Dynamite Kid, the late Brian Pillman, XPW, the WCW New Japan event in North Korea, the Smith family, that's uh, Grizzly Smith and his children, Jake Roberts, Sam Houston, Rockin' Robin, uh, Nick Gage, FMW in Japan, the late Bruiser Bedlam, and the late Chris Canyon. So excited for this, the new season of Dark Side of the Ring uh, coming up soon. 
Over on the MLW front, Major League Wrestling today announced its signature event, Never Say Never, will take place on Wednesday, March 31st at 7 p.m. and be available on YouTube, Fubo Sports Design, BN Sports, and the Roku channel. Uh, Never Say Never is an annual signature event for Major League Wrestling since 2017. It'll feature a championship bout and serve as the culmination of some of MLW's most contentious feuds. Uh, quoted from the press release here, in continuing our efforts to give back to the MLW diehard fans, we look forward to giving them the fastest hour of action featuring the climax of rivalries in a championship title fight. That's from Court Bauer. Uh, you can find MLW everywhere. I recommend YouTube. That's where I watch it. It's every Wednesday. Uh, the event is slated to have a runtime of 55 to 60 minutes. It's a quick hour. You'll have a good time. But uh, just uh, check that out, uh, MLW, Never Say Never. Uh, of course, every week MLW is on, so make sure to check that out. Uh, also, if you're not already over on Fight TV, you can check out Ring of Honor. That takes place on Mondays. And uh, this week, you had matches like La Faction Ingobernable. Still working on that pronunciation. Uh, it was Kenny King and Dragon Lee to make it easier, along with Amy Rose. And they took on the Briscoes. At the end of the match, also, there is an appearance from EC3 uh, interacting with Jay Briscoe. And also, there is a match with Bateman versus Mike Bennett. Also, very cool stuff. Uh, featuring Matt Taven later and Vincent. So, you want to make sure to check that out. Anyway, Ring of Honor, always, always a good show. All right, well, that is it for this week. Thanks so much for sticking with us. I know we've said we're going to try to have stuff every single day. But right after this, I'm going to post up the introduction to a show called This Is Pro Wrestling History. And I hope you guys will check it out. We are so proud of it. We've been putting in the research, and we are going to start deep diving into some of our favorite wrestling stories, our favorite wrestling people, all of those things to try to, A, educate new people on all kinds of stuff, pro wrestling, and also just uh, dig Dig deep so that you have all the information you ever wanted to know about certain situations in pro wrestling. Now, to start this off, what we're going to do is we are walking through the history of pro wrestling from its earliest, earliest recorded instances all the way to where we are now. And then we're going to start deep diving into characters from pro wrestling, specific stories, that sort of thing. So I hope you'll join this journey with us. But stay tuned. Right after this, I'm posting up an episode that is an introduction to myself, the Dr. Rob Stinson, and Will Martin, who are going to be walking through this with you. And uh, I hope you guys dig it. Please check out the introduction episode. You'll get our, like a little bit behind the scenes on like who we are and, and what got us into wrestling and what we hope to accomplish with this show. And the first episode is going to drop tomorrow morning. So I hope you're going to be there. Please check it out. This is Pro Wrestling. We're at TIPW Show on all the things. I am at This Is Gary Horn. If you have any suggestions, comments, or just want to yell at me about my opinions, I'm here for it. So please let us know. We love you guys. Until next week, enjoy your gravy cake. <laughs> <laughs>